0: Men love you, you do it because you love men and because more than that you want to honor God. This is Protestia Tonight. Thank you for listening to Protestia Tonight. Tonight is Tuesday, the third twenty-first of March, twenty twenty-three. This is a program that we hope will be glorifying to God, convicting to sinners and edifying to the saints. A program with sincere questions and biblical answers. Thank you so much for joining us. We got some um, spicy stuff on tap for you. Let's say it that way. And let me let me uh, let me preface it this way. I actually recorded this program earlier today recorded one that i was going to put up there and then some stuff went down and i decided we're going live anyway the thing that i thought i was going to be doing tonight uh is is already done so now i'm here live and i want to uh say thanks to everybody for being here thanks for people that jumped over from uh dear woke christian that's awesome uh yeah Jason and i are, are uh fellow sojourners on the youtube streets so it's awesome to uh to get his support and uh, see people coming uh, coming over here to join the chat. Now, I, I did prep it a little bit by tossing a comment in his live stream that we were going to be talking about cam up or shut up Seiko Woods, which I have been told by many friends wiser than me not to do, to not give him attention, and yet I just can't help myself. We're going to be talking about him on the program and a little bit of history as it relates to some current things that have happened. Uh, for those of you newcomers to the program, this is the the podcast video uh, side of protestia.com where you go to get all of your discernment and polemics news. A lot of fellow content creators online go to protestia to see what, what's going on, what the, the latest happenings are in evangelicalism. We appreciate their support. Um, this is the portion of the program that we affectionately call the freeloader portion where, you know, we just put it out there for everybody and it's great. We love our freeloaders. Um, Tongue in cheek, please don't get offended by me calling you a freeloader. But if you do, well, you're probably not going to be able to tolerate the rest of the program either because we just say it how it is. And we don't really lose a lot of sleep over hurting people's feelings over little stuff. So, but if you would like the full program, including the PT VIP part of the program. And here we go again. This, this, this happens, seems to happen all the time. I can't quite get the chat up. There it goes. There's the chat. That's what I'm talking about. Um. (laughs) Sorry, I'm a little hyped up because this is such an interesting confluence of events that, that really need some unpacking here that we're going to be talking about. But if you want to support us, it's $5.95 a month on patreon.com forward slash protestia. And you'll get the full version of the program, which includes the PTVIP. Um, and we answer sincere questions. You can drive the content of the second part of the program um, for nineteen ninety five a month. You can join us. We can join, you can join us on the Bulldogmatic Bible study on Thursday nights at 630 Mountain Time, where we are um, slow walking our way through 2 Corinthians. We would love to see you there. Um, yeah, and there's other, there's other um, levels of patronage on there as well. I see some of our awesome uh, patrons and, um, and folks on the chat right now. Thank you for coming on over. I see Violet of Berean Braves is on. Go subscribe to her channel it is legit, and it will be. It is an edifying uh, place to be. You see, K Dub on the channel. Thank you, sir, for coming over. Um, there was actually some. It, the funny thing is, I you know, and I don't want to throw you under the bus, K Dub, but 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 the topic today is going to involve you at least a little bit, at least you know. It, it's just n- nothing critical of you, as you'll see. But uh, yeah, I, I might be given a hint of what I'm talking about here. Um, but we're going to talk first first about the gospel for Enneagram um, that Russell Moore is going to be involved and in, how wonderful personality tests are as if somehow evangelicalism couldn't get more self-focused. It's getting more self-focused and the Enneagram is kind of part of that. Um, and then we are going to move on to, for some reason, a former pulpit and pen uh, writer from back in the day. And I don't know if this is coincidental because Karen Swallow Pryor has just announced her you know that she's not coming back to southeastern baptist theological seminary but there's a relationship here and i want to kind of dig into the history a little bit and show you how i call the program discerning the discerners and i will show you how not to do that not to do that using an example of a a a pastor who i would argue should know better but he just can't get over he can't get over whatever he thinks bad happened to him years ago. So we're going to be talking about that before we get into it. Oh, and by the way, you can go over to Protestia and sign up for the insurgency email list, which is a great free resource. Three days a week, you get um, banned news links, Protestia articles, uh, things like that sent directly to your inbox. There's also a subscription one where you get it five days a week. But now that I've uh, um, kind of gone through the the housekeeping, so to speak, the main part of the housekeeping, and I hes- hesitate to even call it this because it's so much more important, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Before before we get into any of this other stuff, which really doesn't matter by comparison to the gospel, um, we tell you, just in case you've, you've arrived here accidentally or just happen to see it on a YouTube recommendation or something, and you don't know, the reason that we do this and the reason that all of these other wonder, wonderful content creators do what they do is for the kingdom of Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ um, spreading the good news. And this is a program of polemics and discernment where we, where we separate good and bad doctrine, good and bad teachers and go through it with an open Bible. And it is evangelism. I'll explain that in a second. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the good news that although you and me and everybody else was born into sin, God loved us so much that he sent Jesus to pay the price that we were supposed to pay for our sin instead. Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, lived a perfect life, earning righteousness on our behalf, and died a death on the cross in our place that we deserved. And you can have salvation in Jesus Christ if you place your faith, hope, and trust in him, repent of your sins, um, turn to Jesus for the salvation of your soul. You can be saved. That's a biblical promise. Jesus died on that cross was buried and on the third day raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit, conquering death, proving his sacrifice was accepted by by the Father, um, was seen by hundreds, thousands, uh, perhaps, uh, witnesses um, ascended to heaven, now sits at the right hand of the Father and intercedes for us. Salvation is a free gift for those that place their faith, hope, and trust in Jesus Christ, and we are praying that you will do that as well. If you have questions about it, please reach out to us. We are around um troublemaking on on social media and troublemaking on on the website and troublemaking on youtube now and everywhere else you can find us we would love to talk to you about the gospel of jesus christ that is the reason that we are all here doing this work now i said before the gospel that polemics and discernment is evangelism and this is because if you don't believe in the real jesus if you have a different jesus a false jesus you're not saved and you're going to hell. And there is a lot of, we get messages all the time from folks that say, man, I believed in a false understanding of Jesus Christ. I I had made up my own Jesus Christ. It was, it was some um, creation in my own mind that wasn't biblical. And through the work of polemics and discernment ministry, I realized I was believing in a false gospel, a false belief. I had a lot of false beliefs and I really wasn't saved. Now I have true faith and belief in the real Jesus as, as um, witnessed to by scripture and now I'm saved. Thank God for polemics and discernment ministries. And that's true with I mean all of these wonderful content creators online. That is that is a, a major component because they're talking about things all the time that are really the difference between the true Jesus Christ as described and witnessed to um in scripture and a false Jesus. And the false Jesuses are out there everywhere, right? They are out there everywhere. And you place your faith, hope, and trust in something you think is Jesus, but it is not the Jesus of Scripture. I, 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 mean, I hate to say it, although I love to say it. Uh, you you are not saved, and you need to place your faith, hope, and trust in the real Jesus Christ as evidenced um, by Scripture. Um, now, to get into the news, because we I, like, I don't have a ton of time with you guys tonight. I mean, we might go an hour Um before the PT VIP, we have some good questions to get into. It is not too late by the way, to join at five 95 a month. You can get that YouTube link and join us on the VIP portion afterwards. And of course the full version of this program goes out as an audio podcast. Um, there's a free loader podcast. It's about an hour, maybe a little less. And then the full version is available on Patreon, uh, as well. Our first topic I see, um, uh, Oh, April's on good. Good to have you here, April. Uh, standard of truth podcast. Go over there and subscribe to her channel. Um, highly comes highly recommended by me. There was a you guys have to remind me. There was a podcast. I, I'm going to chase a rabbit here for a second. There was a podcast. Uh, that 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 April did. Um, maybe a month ago or so. That was um talking specifically about uh father figures uh not being in the home and that the just the social destruction um that takes place in pathologies that that really um result from the you know not keeping the nuclear family together and it was just i mean it was fire i have to, i i think i saved it to my watch later on youtube because i wanted to watch it again um but it was legit you know i highly recommend you go over and subscribe to april's april's channel as well um you know those of you know like we're not like big youtubers we're article writers and 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 whatnot. Um, yeah, April, you know, which one I'm talking about. Yeah. It looks like, uh, yeah, someone has a, I don't know if that's just to the, to the channel or if that's the podcast itself, but it was, yeah, it was, it was terrific. I was, I was listening to it and, uh, turned to my wife and said, you got to hear this. Um, yeah, just to, I mean, just some terrific, terrific, uh, gospel application, biblical application coming off of the YouTube channels that, uh, make up the protesty tonight subscription you know like like if you go to the protesty night channel like obviously you can't or the my account there it is all you guys and it's you know just terrific. i can't uh, say enough good things about um the 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 courage to speak the truth that we see coming out of the wonderful content creators that we are happy to call our friends um our first topic our first topic here uh for protesty tonight is this uh this little nugget um, Russell Moore, and this is a f- uh, former SBC ERLC chair, uh, Russell Moore, who is now like, I don't know what he calls himself anymore. He is now editor in chief over at Christianity astray. Um, the uh, perhaps once reasonable Christian publication that is now basically the standard. It's, it's like the like Christianity is like the New York times of, of evangelicalism. So in the same way that, that new, York, the New York times is, the place to go to find out what like the the standard progressive view on politics and everything is that's Christianity today. Right. And, and so, so Russell Moore at Christianity astray is now chairing or he he's, he's going to be in charge of this or, or at least going to be a part of the gospel for Enneagram summit. And I don't know if it's Enneagram, Enneagram, I don't care. Um, It is, it is another, another example of, of Christian culture glomming on to the latest fad, the latest trend, the latest like what what is the world into right now? Is is has the world gotten even more self-focused than it was before? Because we really want to be a part of that. I mean, they can't possibly think that Christianity is not keeping up with the trends. And so we have these these combinations of of quote unquote gospel ministry with I mean ridiculous stuff, right? You know personality tests as if somehow evangelicalism couldn't get more he couldn't get more it couldn't get more self-focused. <laughs> That's what it's all become at this point. Um, a year after Russell Moore helped advance false claims that the Enneagram has Christian roots, and yes, he did that. you'll find that article over at protestia, and four months after he and Beth Moore shared their Enneagram personalities. The former ERLC president, current editor-in-chief at Christianity Astray, is scheduled to be a speaker at the Gospel for Enneagram Summit, where you're going to, get this, transform your life. You're going to transform your life and relationships by learning the Enneagram through a gospel lens from trustworthy leaders. Now, of course, what they're telling you here is the Enneagram is clearly not a Christian thing. It's not a Christian thing. This is in the same way that you might find a program. It's like, okay, we're going to find out how to, how to, um, manage your finances the Christian way. Now the Bible does speak to principles in terms of money and finances and being a good steward of what God has given us. Um, but this is, this is a, a personality test sort of system that makes claims that are just patently unbiblical. There's no way to gospel wash this so that it becomes a good thing. Um, According to Joe Carter, the Enneagram is a categorization tool that classifies human personality into a typology of nine interconnected personality types. These are all hardwired before birth, hardwired before birth. So the Enneagram is making a claim on being able to tell you this is how God created you. He created you to be the helper um, or the, the you know, whatever Russell Moore thinks he is. Um, it's no mere personality test, however. Carter explains the origins. The earliest mention of the Enneagram is found in the writings of Russian occultist PD Auspensky, um, who was born in 1878, died in 47, who attributes to his, t- to his teacher, the Greek American occultist, um, George, um, Girdiev. I'm probably mispronouncing it. I'm probably, um, George is maybe I don't know considers consider the enneagram a symbol of the cosmos but made no connection with it to personality types so they they this thing has grown as many new age occult kind of things do it grows the sim, the symbolism and all this grows into new things over the over the generations and um it was Oscar um um Itchizo I'm not sure to connect who connected the enneagram to personality he claimed to have discovered the personality type meaning of the Enneagram when it was, get this, taught to him by the Arch, uh, archangel Metatron while he was high on mescaline. This is the origins of this thing. And yet it, it, it only takes one Christian personality, one Christian influencer, whatever you want to call them, to get out here and say, uh, this could probably re- be redeemed for gospel. I mean, after all, people are going to be focused on themselves anyway, right? They're going to be focused on themselves anyway, so we might as well get in on the, get in on the action. We certainly can't be preaching these countercultural ideas like like uh, self-denial. No, no, I mean, the, the, true, the true way to grow as a Christian is to look at ourselves, to look inward, and, and what better way to do that than to have a whole system and things based around how I, how I can know more about me. And how important I am and how, how special I am. I mean, it, it amazes me. The Enneagram should, it shouldn't be this little nine you know point symbol or whatever it is. It should be a snowflake. The Enneagram should be a snowflake because that's really what it encourages is, is people to say, um, it's all about me. And, and the Christian, the, the Christian walk and learning is all about is, is, you know, I'll know more about how to serve and how to do things. If I can look inward and look at myself, that's what it's all about. Um, it's incredible. And, and, and yet this is supposedly a Christian thing. Now here's, here's your speakers, your speakers for this. Um, you know, Russell Moore, Sean Palmer, Beth and Jeff McCord, um, and uh, Suzanne, um, stable maybe she you pronounce it, I don't know. I don't know who she is, but it's, but I mean, she, she is a best-selling author of an any Enne- She's the Enneagram godmother, according to this, right? Beth and Jeff McCord founders of your Enneagram coach, because I mean, after all, why would we have something like this without everybody trying to monetize it without people making careers off of it and, and whatever. Um, yeah. See Jim saying like, no clue who these people are. I don't want to, No, yeah, I I don't, uh, don't blame you. Um, but, but here was the interesting thing. I thought this was really funny. Um, I'm going to see if I can go, uh, uh, find out where I put this. Um, they, uh, let's see if I can see if I can find it. I, I saw this on Twitter maybe. Let's see. Yeah, here it is. Yep. Here we go. So this was Phil Vischer of veggie tales. Fame is thinks it's hilarious. I mean, he thinks very funny that people have claimed that Russell Moore is synthesizing occult practices with Christianity, which is totally what it is. even, like Jackie Hill Perry figured this out. For those of you that know who Jackie Hill Perry is, we've been critical of her for other reasons. Um, But Jackie Hill Perry figured out, uh, she warned Christians that the, not to use the Enneagram personality test because it has quote demonic origins. Right. And so, so Phil Vischer's, he thinks it's hilarious. And then we find out, well, we, here's why he thinks it's hilarious because his wife is a speaker at the event. I don't know which, which, which point of the Enneagram uh, Lisa is part of, I'm not sure, but now we, we could see very clearly why Phil Vischer um, has an issue with people calling the Enneagram demonic or cultic or whatever. And it, it, it absolutely is. You can head over to, we, you know, I'm not going to waste your time like reading it on here. Um, but you can head over to protestia.com to read more about this and and figure out why we have come to the conclusions that we have come to regarding the Enneagram. Now, moving on to, I guess I call it the, um, I don't know, the main event at this point. So Karen swallow prior, a, uh, a, professor at Southeastern Baptist theological seminary has announced via uh, Twitter, apparently that she's not returning to the, uh, to the college, right? She, she put, um, she put out this tweet yesterday saying, uh, while I adore my students and colleagues at Southeastern, it has become clearer through heartfelt discussions with leadership and much self-reflection over the past few years that the institution and I do not share the same vision for carrying out the great commission. Okay. Um, she says, It has also become clear to me that I'm simply not well-suited to the politics of institutional life in the SBC. Therefore, I've made the difficult decision not to return in the fall. I don't know what the Lord has next for me, but I'm excited to see how he directs my steps. Now, a little insider um, information here. It's not really insider. I guess people know. Um, Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary, I don't know if it was just this last semester or the whole year, they've lost roughly 40% of their enrollment. 40%. 40%. Um, and so it, it seems this timing seems awful coincidental, you know, and, and certainly because SBC institutions do this, Southern Baptist institutions do this. If there is some reason why she would have had to be let go for budget reasons, or even possibly, although I doubt it, theological differences, I doubt that they would let her go because of that. um, they would certainly, they would certainly give her the opportunity to say it was my decision. Right. Like when a when a coach, you know, or somebody gets fired, but then they say, Hey, you can resign instead, you know, to save face and say, Hey, you know, and, and everybody knows the resignation is because they were actually fired, but you know, now they can, it doesn't look as bad to say, just as, as saying you were fired this, that could very much be the case. Um, I don't know. It is very curious to me. And you see it here in, in the tweet when she says, um, she says, I do not share the same vision for carrying out the great commission as, as the school does. That's, that's a little confusing to me because the great commission is really not that complicated. It's really not that complicated. If you see here, and this is Matthew 28, Matthew 28, starting in verse, um, 18 and Jesus came and said to them quote all authority in heaven and on earth and on earth has been given to me go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit teaching them to observe all that i have commanded you and behold i am with you always to the end of the age this is what we call the great commission you know that's why they they, they headline the little section like that in the esv which is what i'm reading from here and it, and it's really simple go go out and make disciples of all nations well how do we make disciples first we preach the gospel we preach the truth we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and call people to repentance and belief then those who repent and believe we baptize them we baptize them as a as a symbol of this is your new um this is your new life in Jesus Christ this is what we do baptize in the name of the father son and the holy spirit and then we teach them to observe all that Jesus commanded now Jesus rightly understood is um and rightly believed in we understand to be god second person of the trinity he is god himself he's the author of scripture so when we say observe all that jesus has commanded you um we're talking about the the entire council of the world we preach the entire council of god's word and disciple the nations right that's pretty much it that is the that is the recipe for the great commission so I don't understand when somebody like Karen Swallow Pryor says, well, I don't, I don't share the same vision. Like it's not your vision to share. Like you don't get a different, you and the school don't get two different visions about the great commission. There's one, right? <laughs> it's like, it, 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 doesn't make sense to me that any, any self-professing Christian would say, well, you know, I mean this, this Christian institution has their way of doing the great commission. And I have my way to do it. It's the same recipe. It's the same recipe. Go, therefore, go, therefore, and make disciples, baptize them, teach them to follow all that I've commanded you. Right. And yet that's kind of what she's saying here. We, you know, the truth of this may come out at some point about why this has happened or why she decided to quit or if they fired her or whatever. I know with some of the recent scandalous, um, revelations around Southeastern Baptist theological seminary, there, there could be, um, there could be something involved here. Like she, maybe she's getting off the ship right before it goes down. I don't know. We talked about on the last podcast, the one before, I'm not sure which, um, the revelation that a former S uh, Southeastern provost, um, somehow missed out on being included in the sex abuse task force report last year, when by any standard that they've ever promoted, he should have been, been included, but he happened to be roommates and best buddies with a former SBC president. So, I mean, very clear that they're using unequal weights and measures with regard to who winds up getting the attention of the sex abuse task force of the Southern Baptist convention. Um, Karen swallow Pryor was recently uh, caught up in a scandal over leaking the rough draft of an SBC pastor's wife. Um, it contained a lot of personal information. They only gave it to her. And then suddenly it's all over the place. Um, you know, she never she never admitted any sort of uh, complicity in that. I don't know if that's related or not. Um, as far as what we're concerned about with protestia, it's always been the theology and the doctrine and the fact. And and this hopefully will transition to the, the next thing I want to talk about here: the fact that pulpit and pen and protestia exposed Karen Swallow Prior as being a a leftist, an interloper, um, a liberal years and years ago. I mean, twenty eighteen. We were on the clock back five years and pulpit and pen, this is before Protestia was a website, by the way. Pulpit and Pen is I, is demonstrating Karen swallow Pryor's liberalism from her own words and her own associations. The fact that she's promoting uh like the it gets better campaign in you know the LGBTQ it Gets Better campaign and um promoting uh like weird animal rights kind of stuff. Um, claiming that, claiming that pets go to heaven and, um, all of these things. There's a, there's an article on the article that I put up at protestia.com, um, entitled feminist professor, uh, Karen Swallow prior announces departure from Southeastern. The funny thing is like, so I put this article up and in the social media sharing of this article, I I copied and pasted my line from the end. Pryor has yet to announce her next institutional appointment, but we're guessing either a column at Christianity Today, a teaching position at Biola, or a pastor at Saddleback Church, which is just my tongue-in-cheek way of poking fun at Saddleback Church, Christianity Today, and Biola. Um, I put this up and people like lost their minds. Like I put that up and then the headline here, feminist professor announces departure from Southeastern, and people like freaked out, like I was somehow insulting her it's like, guys, she started an organization with feminists in the title. I I don't think that it's, I mean, I know she said before publicly that she doesn't really like the term because it's hard to define and all that. Um, you know, it's (laughs) sorry. I, now I'm distracted by the, by the comments here. Let's say, I think, a I I think a certain YouTube podcaster should grow a beard. (laughs) Yeah. Um, without without putting too fine a point on it uncle sam has something to say about it at least for the time being <laughs> so yeah i i maybe i will at some point but i'll have to um let's put it this way lose some of my, my other institutional commitments to really get that to work <laughs> yeah, of course it's montana Vikings on there saying i should grow a beard all right understood understood i you know I I mean, I really don't understand why you guys couldn't like at least exercise Matthew 18 and like bring this to me in private, my sin of not having a beard, but you know, well, that's what it's we'll save that for another podcast. (laughs) Um, in the, in the article here, the article I uh, put, uh, how short am I? How, how short, okay. Like we're talking physical height here, right? Like we're, this isn't some sort of euphemism. I hope, like, <laughs> um, yeah. What well, it, it it depends who I'm standing next to, I suppose. No, I'm, I'm about five. You know, I'm not super tall. The funny thing is, some of the guys that d- do this work online, um, so much taller. They're so much taller. <laughs> oh, I see. How short am I before I before I get? It's anytime I want to pull the plug, it's really any anytime, Anytime I want to pull the plug, I'll be you know can do it. It's. I, I, I can't really say more than that, um, uh, because of some, uh, um, pending legal issues and whatnot, <laughs> Rob Bell, no beard, Karen swallow prior, no beard, Joel Osteen, no beard, Oprah, no beard, <laughs> sense of pattern here. All right. All right. All right. It's fair enough. Fair enough. Although I don't think, well, yeah, I don't, I don't think any of them have uh, joined up anytime soon so <laughs> or, or that they will, <laughs> that's funny though. I it, Credit where credit is due, you know, honor where honor is due for sure. Um, anyway, back to the, so, so we put a list, we put a list of, um, Karen Swallow Pryor links. And we try to do this in most articles where we're talking about somebody because inevitably someone's going to come across this and say, you guys are just being mean to Karen Swallow Pryor. Like I, you know, I mean, after all, everybody says she's a staunch conservative. And why, why would you say, uh, why would you say otherwise? Um, I mean, we can see the list here, right? She told pro-life voters not to vote pro-life in 2020 in Christianity today. Right. Like she, she said, Hey, it's cool to vote for Joe Biden. She said abortion isn't murder in Christianity today. Calling abortion murder is mean to abortion doctors. Um, she worked with her gay BFF to support gay porn propaganda at college campuses, repeatedly attacks immigration laws, promotes amnesty, Um, congratulated her good friend, the late Rachel held Evans when she was appointed to Obama's faith advisory council. Um, Lod's black lives matter says poor people don't have the right to own guns attacked Pence and Billy Graham for, uh, exercising the Billy Graham rule, right? Started a feminist organization full of female preachers and wildly unorthodox theologians. So let's click on this one real quick. This is, this is back in 2018. 2018 over at Pulpit and Pen Karen Pryor creates Guild with wildly unorthodox women to help women attain biblical orthodoxy. Um yeah. And this 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 uh of course the Gospel Coalition is going to be uh, involved in this. This is this is 5 years ago that this happened. So it's it's not like and the funny thing is after all of this stuff was being Um, pointed out and exposed for everybody to see there were still conservative pastors. And I hate to throw them under the bus, but I might have to who pointed the finger at pulpit and pen and, and called everybody over here haters for pointing this out. Now they're all in agreement with this. Um, I'm still waiting for still waiting for the, the apology emails. I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're uh, they're, they're coming in now. I don't know if this is just coincidental timing or not, but the same day that Karen Pryor um, says she's leaving Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary, which of course gets a lot of eyes and attention for those of us in this conversation gets a lot of eyes and attention on what's going on the same day, a former pulpit and pen writer who's, who's now a pastor at a church here decides he needs to get on Twitter And he needs to get on Twitter and drag discernment ministry through the mud. Drag JD Hall through the mud. And a lot of people, I don't know how many people have seen this, but it it irritated me enough that we're going to talk about it and at least use it as an, as an example of what it is like to try to discern discernment ministries and really get it wrong. And I'm going to, I'll, I want to go through some of the history behind this because I think it's it's instructive and um and and it is related to Karen Pryor in terms of timing. Because let me rewind the clock. So we go back to 2018, and you have a booth at G3, G3 conference, which is coming up this September again. So f- almost five years ago now, there is a Bible thumping wingnut, pulpit and pen uh, booth at G3. And, um, there was a, there was a, well, let me run the clock even further than that, because I think that I, I teased, like, I'm going to talk about Seiko Woods. He's involved in this and let me explain how prior to this, this, uh, 2018 G3 kerfuffle, um, Seiko Woods had reached out to Jordan Hall, reached out to JD Hall of Pulpit and Penn and had basically gotten JD Hall to to help Seiko with his church plant. Seiko apparently was going to plant a church at a church plant, all set up. Right. He reaches out to JD hall and JD hall puts him in touch with some churches that are willing to help a church in Helena. I believe it was like a Montana church willing to help fund Seiko woods church plant. Right. Oh, and by the way, before any, you know, before he responds to this, if he does, uh, you know, with the cam up and shut up kind of stuff. I'm willing to cam up about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about all the, all the stuff you've gotten wrong about the John MacArthur, Eileen gray thing. And we cam up and talk about that. We'll see who's actually done the research. I'll cam up, but it's not going to be on, on, not, not going to be on his stupid YouTube channel. It's going to be somewhere where there could be a moderator. Who's not going to let people talk over other people. Yeah. Cause if it's back and forth, I'll go back and forth all day long. I guarantee guarantee I've done the research and he hasn't guarantee it. I don't just get on YouTube without, without uh, having my receipts in hand and go on for hours and hours and hours and insult people and things like this. And then when they respond, I kind of go back into hiding. I don't do that stuff. So you want to cam up, let's cam up, but it's not, it's going to be in a, uh, a neutral area where you can't, where you can't control uh, what people hear or not. You know, if, if that's worth the risk to you, especially on the Eileen and David Gray stuff, the Grace Community Church stuff, let's do it. Let's do it. Because you notice that he'll get on his channel and he'll start calling me out and, and, and he'll, uh, he'll call out my friends and call out patrons of this program and people doing real ministry work online. He'll call them out and he'll insult them and things like that. Um, but I'm, he knows where I am on Twitter. He hasn't once tweeted at me asking me to, to, to discuss this. Why not? I, you know, I'm out there. I mean, I'm, I'm around. We've been on Twitter threads together. So you want, you want to get together and talk about this. You better bring the research because you know, I've done the research. So anyway, back to, I, I know I chased a rabbit there back to the story here. So, so JD hall puts some churches into a uh, connection with Saco woods to help him, fl- to help him fund his church plant. I don't know if they actually sent him money or not. They they may have, or they may haven't, but they, they responded back to JD Hall and said, um, you're aware. Have you figured out that he's not actually a pastor, not actually doing a church plant? He's a scam artist. He's just hitting you up for money. This church plant idea, and I'm going to be a pastor and I'm going to start a church and do all these things is just a way to get you to send him money. And it works because, um, because you're white and he's black. I mean, I hate to say it that way, but Seiko pushes his skin color on um, gullible white churches and ministries to try to get, get money out of them. Guess where the money goes? Well, your guess is as good as mine, right? But this pastor in Montana is like, uh, Hey, look, Seiko's a scam artist. He's just trying to get money out of you. There's no church plant going on here. So this, while this is going on, Um, the, the team at pulpit and pen, the team at pulpit and pen who at this point had like a Facebook messaging group, you know, where they talked about stuff before it goes on the blog and before it's published and whatnot, this is very typical in any journalistic organization. Um, there's discussion, right? There's discussion about how do we want to frame this and whatnot. Um, you know we we have thoughts that we are not fully processed that we don't want to be public, and so there's a there's a level of trust involved in discernment ministry here and um even to the point where there are NDAs, but these NDAs are for a purpose they're not just to somehow like protect ourselves. the NDAs are because very often the stuff talked about in these groups is sensitive information it's sense like I mean. Pulpit and pen has been at the forefront of exposing sex abusers and um, you know people, I mean rapists and things like this. A lot of this, this kind of stuff that Julie Royce pretends like she cares about, pulpit and pen actually did. Pulpit and pen actually helped expose the abuse of young women. And when you're talking about these kind of things, when you're discussing these things, there has to be has to be confidentiality. So the NDAs are part of that as well. So in, in this private discussion here, this, this confidential discussion among authors and, um, um, and, you know, you know, folks involved with pulpit and pen, um, the sake of woods came up in discussion because we realized that they realized, I say, we, I wasn't in the, in the con box here, just full disclosure here. Um, but I, I have, um, witness after witness, after witness in there who has confirmed this to me. I'm not making this up, and uh, actually, there's an old podcast video on the Protestia channel that talks about this as well. But in the com box, they're making fun of Seiko Woods, right? It's nothing. It's nothing. Nothing racist or something like that. But like making fun of the way that he talks. You know, everybody's calling each other bruh, bruh, bruh because like Seiko likes to do that, right? So, so one of the people in this com box who was one of the original authors at pulpit and Pen took issue with this, apparently. But instead of telling the people in the con box, hey, quit making fun of my friend. Say, I guess he like, he was his friend or something, or he knew him somehow. He said, instead of making fun, you know, in, instead of rebuking him and say, I really appreciate it if you don't make fun of my friend here. He screenshots stuff, runs out to the internet, publishes it or gives it to Seiko. And then all of a sudden Seiko Woods is calling everybody at Pulp and Pen a racist. Now the, the, the identity of this gentleman, um, is, uh, Kofi, Adu Bohen. I think that's how he pronounces it. And he decided for whatever reason to drag all of this back on the open yesterday. And he puts this little tweet thread out here. Now Kofi is Kofi. It was an original author, original writer at pulpit and pen. And after all of this happened and Seiko woods is out there calling Jordan hall, a racist, JD hall, a racist, all day long Kofi's like yeah he is totally racist. Now remember Kofi agreed to the confidentiality of this chat of this chat group on Facebook. Whether he signed an NDA or not, he agreed to it because we all agreed to it. That's part of the the importance of confidentiality within this work and he broke it. He broke that confidentiality. He ran to the internet, started started um calling everybody a racist. Seiko's calling, I guess, and and I don't know, let me be fair. I don't know that Kofi was calling everybody a racist, but he gave this stuff to Seiko Woods who then ran to the internet and called everybody racist and Seiko Woods. I mean, he's a crazy person. Seiko Woods is on the left one day on the right. Another day. He's his theology is all over the board. You can't, you can't understand where he's coming from on anything. Um, I mean, who takes three hours on YouTube to make like one point? I don't know. I'm certainly not. I mean, you know, I'm running out of time already on this, this group. We've only been live for, you know, 40 minutes or so. Um, but so while this is going down, Kofi was one of the writers that left pulpit and pen partially and took issue because of pulpit and pen's view on Karen swallow prior. Kofi was mad. Just like Landon Chapman was mad. Um, just like, you know, um, I hate to say it, Tom Buck, uh, was mad because Jordan Hall said, Karen Swall prior is not a conservative. She's an interloper, you know? And we, by the way, we have, we, are not just coming up with this out of, out of our heads, we have the evidence. Here's the evidence. Here's the problem. You know, that, that position has been you know, fully vindicated. Right. But, but Kofi's mad. The, the 2018, um, G3 booth saw JD Hall and Kofi apparently, what they thought was bury the hatchet. They had like a meeting here and they embraced and, and it seemed like it was, it was, they both agreed, Hey, just not to talk about each other, you know? So, so, you know, yeah, I mean, and I know I've seen April on there. She, 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 she knows Kofi and yeah, I I appreciate that. To be fair, we've tried to reach out to him. Treat. We, we've tried to reach out to him. And I mean, this is back in, I, I want to show you this just, just to make sure that, you know, guys that I'm, I'm not, I'm not, um, you know, that I've done my due diligence here. This was, um, an op-ed that I put up at Protestia in June of 2021, a little while ago now. And I said, former pulpit and pen contributor, Kofi adu Bohen recently slammed Protestia as not the voices the church needs. But Sovereign Nation's Michael O'Fallon begs to differ, pointing out that Pulpit and pen was out in front exposing the current liberal drift and CRT in the church. So the original thing uh, that that uh, um, Kofi put out, and I'm going to see if I can find the uh, screenshot here. I don't know if it's. Yeah, here we go. Let's see if I can get this to pull up. Yeah. So and those who follow. Sorry, that's a. Oh, there we go. i close it that way. Okay. So so he tweeted this out um January of 2021. I'm seeing a lot of folks posting stuff from Protestia. Folks, that is the latest iteration of the twisted man that is JD Hall. And those who follow him, those are not the voices the church needs. And of course, I responded to this at that point. But but you know, at that point we said, hey, we're gonna do a podcast about this because people really need to know what happened. They need to know some history around this, right? And so, so Kofi says, I heard about this. I heard about you're, you're going to go do a podcast about this subject. I'd like to call in. I have nothing to hide. Do you hall? Do you Jordan hall? And I said, okay, fine. Kofi, I'll DM you. I'll DM you the zoom info. Uh, we do a Bible study at six 30. This was a Tuesday night. Like we usually do. We'll do a Bible study at six 30 mountain standard time. Start recording the podcast around eight. I won't be calling in, but thank you anyway. All right, fine. And then tweets again, the more I think about it, you can see this up, up, up above here. The more I think about it, the less I care to do so. Say what you want. That's your MO anyway. The folks whose opinions matter to me, my family and my church know I'm a man of honor and integrity. You're an embarrassment to America and the values for which it stands. And, and, uh, Jordan said, that's because you have no response to the truth. Cannot face the two to three witnesses who heard you agree to our face-to-face truth at G3. You asked to come on the podcast. We agreed and let you represent yourself. Um, yeah, I, you know, and, and this is what happened at, at, at G3. They supposedly buried the hatchet. Supposedly it was like, Hey, we won't talk about each other again. Fine. Both go our separate ways. Within three days, he's back on Twitter slamming, slamming JD Hall. And the only reason that I'm talking about this now, because my desire is not to drudge up the past and things, but Kofi decided he's going to go after JD hall again yesterday saying, and, and by extension myself and the rest of the team at protestia and pulpit and pen, who I hope at least some of you might be able to vouch for our honor um, for the time that you've known us and seen our work, but I'll let you judge for yourself. He said, I've got something I need to share with the Twitter sphere. Oh, so this is public. Grab a seat. Um, this is going to take a minute. Discernment Ministries. Once upon a time, I was a fanboy of a lot of it. I was a refugee of the Word of Faith movement, and I loved it when folks stuck it on those guys. Okay. Then came the emergent stuff, which became the rage around the same time I came to embrace the doctrines of grace. This would have been probably 2010, 2013. The emergent church is becoming a big thing. Um, you got Rob Bell his NUMA videos and, and Doug Padgett and, and Tony Jones and, um you know uh Brian McLaren these these figures start to become you know sort of make their way into mainstream evangelicalism he said i thought discernment ministry uh were doing the job where churches were failing and so sure the tactics could be weird but war is war and you can't reason with folks in war okay that all began to change when i got involved with jd hall uh yeah I see montana there. there's like remember the rob uh, Bell, yeah, the NUMA videos, like they were, they were using those in college groups and things at my church. And yeah, I got the finger pointed at me when I said, guys, this isn't the gospel. Just so we're aware, this is, this is some psychological, some psychobabble masquerading as gospel. And now, of course, Rob Bell is totally deconstructed. He's not a Christian. Um, anyway, so Kofi said, I met some of my friends. They through our connections with Pulp and Penn. Okay, great. In fact, when Pulp and Penn first expanded the team of contributors, I was one of the first. True story. For a while, I went along with some of his antics, those who know, know, but eventually I had a problem. It began to seem to me like Hall liked the fight a little too much. There was never a sense of heartache about deception nor concerns for the souls of those who read pulpit and pen. Now, I don't know if he's talking about deception um, that we're exposing or he thinks that we're complicit in the deception. I don't know. It became about clicks and scoops and everyone was fair game. I finally felt the line was crossed and here. Here's where Seiko comes into the story. When a brother I knew personally was gossiped about and slandered. Now was Seiko Woods gossiped about in that private chat? No, they were te- they, they were making fun of him saying, "Bruh" all the time, you know, whoop de doo I mean, really. And, and this goes back to sort of what I said at the beginning. If you're going to get offended by me calling you a freeloader or something, as you're watching the podcast for free, um, even though I said, I love freeloaders and it's, it's, it's tongue in cheek. Um, yeah, you probably have too thin of a skin for what we're talking about here. Um, and I mean, you might want to go off and, and listen to the the Christianity Today, you know, Mark Driscoll, Mars Hill podcast or something. I don't know. <laughs> this, this is probably not going to work for you long term. Um, but he's, he said, but, but this is this is where, I mean, this is the first thing I would say that Kofi's really saying that's not true. Um, gossiped and slandered. So So in other words, if you said something in this private chat, that, uh, you know, now is about somebody I know that I don't like or disagree with rather than bring it to bring it there. Cause I'm in the, I'm in the chat box. Um, I'm going to take it, take it public and, and call it, uh, gossip and slander. Like you, if you read the, the private conversations that we have before we really know exactly what we should, <laughs> we that we should publish, uh, you might say it's all gossip and slander because none of it is we we posit ideas and things that are not 100 verifiable. That's why confidentiality matters. You know, you could screenshot something I've said to a private a private com box of people at Protestia and say that isn't true, and you'd be right because we're still trying to work it out, we're still trying to figure out what we're saying. That's why this matters. We have no desire to put out anything untrue or hurt anybody, or especially reveal any confidential information um, about. you know, potential sex abuse victim or things. These are the kind of things that get discussed in these groups. That makes perfect sense. Now, Kofi claims he was kicked off pulpit and pen for exposing that. Uh, Not exactly true. He left Um, claims of an NDA, but funnily enough, that was never produced because it didn't exist. Now I've seen the NDA. I've, I've signed the NDA back in the day. I mean, the same thing. I don't know if he signed it or not, but everybody knew that it was a confidential conversation. Everybody knew this was a trusting conversation. Um, so it began years long slugfest between Hall and I, some of you who know me saw it unfold in all of its ugliness. I don't, I don't know if that's a fair, a fair um, description of it, but it's fine. Um, so on and so forth, you know, he was ready to verbally throw down. It wasn't as proud as mo- wasn't his finest moment, um, but that wasn't the worst. I've been bullied for large portions of uh, my life, even into adulthood. So, I mean, you know, I, I don't really like the sort of dodge here of, hey, whatever bad stuff I did is somebody is because I was bullied, you know, don't, passing the buck. Um, back and forth. Now, again, we have to remind you that this is March. He put, tweeted this yesterday, March 20th, 2023. J.D. Hall has not been actively ministering or doing any public work at all for nearly a year now. Why is this coming back out? Why? I think it's a fair question. Um, and again, I mean, you know, I, I realize this is like Kofi's new Twitter account, but he blocked me immediately when I questioned this. You know, like after after we went back and forth, they said, hey, I'll send you the Zoom info so you can jump on the chat and, or jump on the podcast and talk about it. You know, um, he blocked me. I didn't block him. So, um, so latest public skirmish, blah, 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 blah you know, his attack dogs rose to his defense. More folks were decidedly against his borderline racist rhetoric. Yeah. The, the, the rhetoric of saying, you know, kind of saying, Hey, maybe, maybe he should be deported back to Britain. That's not racist, dude. I mean, you know, believe it or not. I mean, there, there are people of all sorts of different uh, ethnicities and races in all sorts of different countries, but I digress. Um, so he says then, then once, once Jordan's uh, issues with Xanax and things came out and whatnot, well, now it all made sense. I always knew he was a bad guy, really. But then when, when he was over-prescribed medication and, you know, without going into too much detail, um, you know, things didn't go well, uh, you know, this time last year when all this came out. But then he, sa- he says this kind of stuff. That's why, that's why you never heard any actual Bible teaching from him. Now, there's quite a few of you quite a few of you who are familiar with um, Jordan Hall's work on, on protestia pulpit and pen. Uh, You've seen his sermons online. You've seen his work on the podcast. You've seen him do appearances and speeches. Is this true? Is this true? Or is this a lie? Is this a slanderous lie? Kofi, you never heard any Bible teaching from Jordan Hall. Really? That's a lie, buddy. Total lie. That's why all the folks who gravitated to him. Now, the folks who gravitated to him would include myself, obviously. It would include people who are watching this live stream right now that appreciated his work and gravitated to him. But apparently we are as angry and vile as he was because the spirit of God wasn't working through him. That was all the flesh, if not worse. Really? Thankfully hall is out of ministry and hopefully unable to do any more harm to the spiritual health of people. Okay. I mean, would you consider, because I, I mean, you know, and maybe I'm taking this too personally because the work that I'm doing right now is a continuation of what we were doing. I, I, I fully admit I probably am a little too close to this to be entirely objective. I admit. And yet, and yet this is, this is an unfair, slanderous accusation. Unfair and slanderous to say um, that many of the seeds sown by Hall are still around in a number of ministries. Well, probably this one would be number one, right? Right, Kofi? I mean, it, it, it was started by him, right? He isn't the only one. I mean, who, who's next on the chopping block? It's got to be me. Right, it's got to be it's got to be the other guys who are working behind the scenes at Protestia, right? And I mean, he does he does let a few of you off the hook here. He lets Justin Peters, who I consider a personal friend, by the way, and I think he, he would say the same, um, even if not publicly sometimes, you know, because because we're we're just very different personality wise. But Justin Peters is off the hook. K Dub's off the hook. <laughs> he's not he's not talking about you. He's just talking about me and the guys here at Protestia. He said I'm talking about all the caustic rage driven stuff I see on social media. Now, so maybe he's not maybe he's not talking about me. I don't know. But here's the here's the problem I have with this. You do this big you have this big long rant about JD Hall who hasn't been doing any of this work for nearly a year. And instead of saying, "Hey, here's some current issues I see that are problems." I have a problem with David Morrill saying that. He said this this way or or protested wrote this and I have an issue with that or um whoever you know decenter.com evangelicaldarkweb.com i i saw you know Violet at breen babe say something that 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 i really disagree with instead of being a man and a christian brother and bringing that up and personally i don't care if you bring it up to me privately or publicly either way um instead of doing that it's 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 the subtweeting thing it's 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 like hey they're all bad guys you know who they are and what they've done but i'm not actually going to say what it is that's not a christian way to approach this man it's just not and why are you dragging this out 9 months after i mean i wrote the article on protestia saying we're following the lead of the church in in um having jordan step down from ministry here i i mean you know you think that was you think that was easy for me or something You think that that was the sign that well we're just his attack dogs, or was that the sign that we believe that this is the best thing for him as our brother in Christ? Why why is this on on Twitter? Why like like you guys are saying in the chat? This like this is sad. Why are we talking about this? Why do we have to talk about this? This is just is an example of how to not be discerning or not not exercise or approach discernment properly. Um, I would encourage everybody, if you haven't read it yet, there is an article up at Protestia right now. I put this article up at Protestia. I'm going to see if I can locate it just so I um, um, know where to point you here. But for those that get questions all the time about the validity, yeah, here it is. Uh, Four months ago, give or take. I put this article up at protestia.com and I would encourage you to read it and and please give me your feedback. Um, An open letter to fellow believers who have concerns about online polemics and discernment ministry. I said, this letter is intended to provide a biblical defense for the importance and gospel focus of online polemics ministry and answer many of the common objections presented to me over the last year or so. And basically, I, I, I go through a lot of the, the, the questions and answers, like where in the Bible does it teach that what you're doing is Christ-like? Um, why do you have an entire ministry dedicated to the negativity of pointing out false teachers and teaching? Uh, yeah, why can't you balance the negative of what you're against with the positive of what you're for? Basically, a lot of the stuff that we just get asked all the time, right? And, and really, I, I, I hope that it, it might be a decent framework for anybody doing online ministry. Um, because this is all very clearly, I mean, it doesn't matter which podcast we're talking about, what YouTube channel we're talking about. It is all, um, we're all talking about something that is, uh, um, a parachurch ministry, something that's supposed to be it very clearly exists outside the church, but it's supposed to be for the benefit of the church. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this a little bit more on the PTVIP, but I want to thank everybody for being here um, on this live stream. This is protesty tonight. Please subscribe to the channel. Um, yeah. Pray for, pray for Kofi. Maybe he will be willing to talk to us. I don't know. I know a lot of the guys in the comics are like, dude, don't, don't talk about this at all. Um, just don't, don't give it any attention, but I think it's an important, important lesson, uh, to learn about what to do and what not to do. And certainly, if you think that I've erred or got something wrong on this podcast, don't hesitate to reach out. Always open to criticism. Always open to iron sharpening iron. Never, n- never going to shut anybody down. Never going to block anybody. Um, you know the the <laughs> you know you know how it goes. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. This is uh, David Moore for Protestia and Protestia Tonight. As always, Semper Reformatum.